good, the bad, the highs, and the challenges. Each client project is a journey. We already know its destination. It's about getting there. This is Consult. Welcome to Consult. I'm so excited to have you with us. We're going to go on a journey each week into the world of iOS and Mac consulting. We're going to talk to the people who make apps for other people. In other words, consultants, designers, and developers. Some people call it freelance work. Some people call it contract work. In the context of this podcast, we're going to call it consulting. Some weeks, we won't actually interview consultants themselves. We'll talk to the people who make tools and processes that make our work possible. Other times, we'll just have a little bit of story time. I'll tell you about my own experiences. It'll be a great thing to listen to at bedtime, I promise. I have a very special guest for you on this introductory first episode of Consult, myself. I'm your host, David Kopeck, and I really feel like you should get to know me before we get to know other people. Now, I'm not the most interesting person in the world, admittedly, so I hope you'll forgive me when we keep this episode a little bit short. But I want you to know where I come from, what my point of view is, so you can judge my questioning of other people from the context of knowing a little bit about me. So without further ado, here's my first guest, David Kopeck. So David, Tell me about where it all started for you. I want to know about where my guest's programming passion came from at the beginning. When did you get started, and how did you get started? Well, actually, I started programming when I was eight years old. Yeah, it's the old story of the the programmer kid who eventually gets interested in startups as an adult. There was a lot of bumps along the way, but um, my dad was actually a CS professor, And so I had a lot of exposure to uh, the world of programming and software development from a young age. And when I was eight years old, I started with True Basic on the uh, classic Mac. And when I was a teenager, I got into Java and Real Basic. Um, And I learned Objective C when I was like 14 or 15 years old. And Mac OS X Public Beta had come out around the year 2000. So I go back a long way. So do you have formal degrees in computer science or software engineering? Actually, I did my undergrad in economics, uh, believe it or not. And um, I I ended up going and working on Wall Street and hating it, uh, doing management consulting, different kind of consulting for big pharmaceutical companies. And I, after less than a year, I, I applied to go back to school and do a master's in computer science. And I did that, did a startup while I was doing it, did another startup right after. And that second startup didn't really work out. And um, when it ended, I got into the world of iOS consulting. I had already been doing it for uh, building iOS apps, that is, for a couple of years. And I, I naturally just kind of fell into it. And I've been doing it now for a couple of years. You say you've been doing it for a couple of years, so you're pretty new to the uh, consulting world. Yeah, that's totally fair. I am. Um, Like I said, I've been doing about two and a half years. Um, 
I'm not new to iOS and Mac programming. I've been doing that for iOS programming since 2010, um, originally as a side project and then as part of my uh, stints at those startups. And like I said, I got into Mac programming when I was a teenager, but I, I never really, um, you know, was uh, very skilled at it necessarily, but, you know, I was competent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've been at it a long time, I, um, but I, I'm new to the consulting per se. So what do you like about consulting? What, what makes you tick when you think about consulting? Well, I love that I get to work on so many different interesting projects. I love the business aspect to it, winning clients, keeping client relationships. Not everyone likes that, but you know, I think of myself as a good communicator and uh, somewhat of a people person. So I really don't mind that aspect of it. But of course, I, I enjoy programming too. I like solving problems. But it's important to me that I'm interested in the projects I work on. I can't work on projects, or at least I struggle when I work on projects that are about a topic that um, is not something that I would use myself or get interested in myself. So I, I really need that motivation of believing in the app, or if not believing in it, at least appreciating it. So you've been added about two and a half years, you say. Uh, do you do mostly iOS work, mostly Mac work? Um, obviously, you started this podcast about both iOS and Mac work. So which is it for you? Well, actually, my consulting clients are almost exclusively iOS. Um, I do some Mac on the side as a hobby. And, you know, I'd love to do it as a consulting project. But as of yet, those haven't come to me. Um, I also do some, I've done some web projects. And uh, I honestly and frankly enjoy iOS work a lot more than web work. And I do more of it. But um, I think it's good to have your um, hand in multiple baskets, as they say. So what is it that got you to create this podcast? Why did you want to find out more about other consultants? And um, what is it that, that really gave you the, the impetus to do it now? Well, I'm at a point where I'm not a complete newbie to this world. Um, I've been, like I said, you know, we've been, I've been at it for a couple of years, so I'm still new, but I'm not completely new. So I feel like I, I understand the basics of how the business works, but I want to hone my skills like everyone else. And I feel like, why can't we all hone our skills together? There's so many great podcasts about iOS software development, and this is going to be one of them. And there's so many great podcasts about um, indie development specifically. But there's not a podcast just for consultants. And that doesn't mean that I just want necessarily consultants to listen to this. Everyone is welcome to listen to this. We're not giving away any secrets or hopefully not too many. But um, I, I think that there should be a gathering point, a point where iOS consultants can talk to each other and improve on best practices and learn from one another. Why not? And why now? Well, podcasting has really been in a renaissance, hasn't it? And it's about time that we brought that informational venue to the world of iOS consulting and Mac consulting. Why not? So there are all these other podcasts about iOS indie software development and iOS software development. And you're saying that this is going to be more of a focused podcast just for the world of consultants. So it really has a niche then or are the goals more, more broad than that? 
No, I, I think you're right. I mean, it is more focused. But that doesn't mean I don't think that it can be entertaining and informational for other iOS developers who don't happen to be consultants. Um, I still want this podcast to be more than just an educational venue. I want it to be something that people really look forward to, to listening to. Um, but I also want the podcast to be that um, gathering point that I mentioned before for, for consultants in, in the Apple world to be able to network a little bit with one another. Um, and of course, we're in competition uh, for clients. But my experience has been that um, there's uh, more iOS work to go around than there are good consultants. So uh, hopefully that competition is not too cutthroat. Um, well, though we'll also talk about some of the uh, less glamorous aspects of it, such as competing with, with outsourced teams and um, trying to compete on price occasionally and things like that. Hopefully, if you're a good consultant, you're not competing too much on price, but ultimately, price is a part of business, and we'll talk about those, those less savory topics too. So what's been your favorite project so far in your fairly short consulting career? Well, I actually worked on a project earlier this year called PicShare. That would have to be my favorite. And it's a cross between Yik Yak and Snapchat. It's one of these uh, new anonymous social networks for image sharing. There's, there's been a couple of them, um, but it's really cool. It's got a great design. It really all came together beautifully. It's going to be launching in the fall, ready for the school year on college campuses. And um, I just it was just so much fun to work on. I mean, I, I mentioned before how I, I like to work on things that I appreciate, that I enjoy. And what's more fun than, than um, an anonymous image sharing social network, really? What's been your largest challenge uh, from both a business perspective and then also from, let's say, just a software development perspective? Well, I'd say from a business perspective, it's definitely been managing deal flow. Um, there's been periods in the recent past where I've had too many projects going on at the same time. And there's been periods where I didn't manage the timing of the projects or they just didn't happen in a sequence such that um, they were spaced out well. So uh, managing deal flow in that you never want to have time where you're not doing any projects, but at the same time, um, you you don't want to have so many that it's overwhelming where you need to hire a team that's necessarily larger than, um, than you can afford for, for the number of projects that you have. So yeah, managing the deal flow um, in terms of both team size and also um, uh, concurrency has, has been an issue. From a software development perspective, I've had a couple of projects, maybe three now, maybe, maybe more than three, where I've actually picked up where another consultant has, has left off. And I don't find that as much fun as starting from scratch myself. I just find I end up spending more time um, getting up to speed, especially if it's a fairly large code base, and um, fixing maybe some of their mistakes, honestly. Um, than uh, than I do implementing the new features, and that's never fun. Nobody likes digging into a large, um, let's say, poorly organized, poorly documented code base from somebody else. So, in the future, I'm going to try to avoid those projects a little bit more whenever possible. 
But um, it's certainly been a learning experience at the same time. I mean, reading a lot of other people's code um, who are not necessarily the best programmers sometimes helps you see how things can be improved more so than just um, doing it yourself or, or seeing a perfect code base to begin with does. So those projects have been learning experiences both from yeah, a software development perspective as well as a business perspective, for sure. What kind of activities do you do uh, professionally outside of, of just consulting, if any? Well, I wrote a book last year on Google Dart called Dart for Absolute Beginners, published by A-Press. Um, it was a great experience in many ways. I mean, it took the better part of a year to write. Um, Dart, as most people probably know, uh, was originally positioned as a JavaScript replacement. It didn't quite make it there. Um, it's still around. Uh, it's a great language. And, um, you know, I, I think I, me and the team at A-Press put together a great book. Unfortunately, it hasn't quite had the adoption where um, even though the book's been well-received, it's become like a bestseller or anything like that. But um, seeing it be well-received has certainly been um, very gratifying. Um, you know, I, I published a couple apps of my own, nothing nothing too big, though. That's something I... I'd love to get into more myself. I, I listen to all those indie iOS development podcasts like Core Intuition. Um, and, you know, I, I'd love to be a bigger player in the indie scene. I'm not really much of a player at all right now um, in parallel with my consulting career. And um, I'm also an adjunct professor. Yeah, that's a side gig. Um, at a community college here in New York. So that's that's a real side gig. Uh, but it's it's a fun kind of respite from the world of consulting. But certainly uh, iOS software development in the consulting world is my main source of income and uh, my main day-to-day -day occupants. Is that even a word, occupants? <laughs> you mentioned you do some web work. So why focus the podcast only on iOS and Mac? Uh, why not software consulting more generally? Why not Android? Well, I really think the community of iOS software consultants is actually large enough that it can support a podcast. Um, and, you know, when you throw in Mac, uh, I, I think you definitely have a big enough audience there. But, um, you know, if it evolves that way, if the podcast evolves in such a way where we end up talking more about software consulting issues more generally, than we do about um, iOS and Mac specifically, and I'm, you know, I'm fairly open to that. Um, then we'll incorporate uh, guests who are outside of the iOS world and Mac world. But um, for me, I'm not an Android developer. I'm not a Windows developer. So just like I'm a little bit biased in the projects I take, and I want to be interested in them and entertained by them, um, I want to be interested and entertained passionately about this podcast. So I don't want it to ever be a chore. So a little selfishly, uh, the focus is is a little narrow on iOS and, and Mac consulting specifically. Um, but yeah, I think I think we'll we'll keep the door open to see see how things evolve. Last question to make things a little bit more personal, people can get to know you a little bit. Where's that beautiful accent, or rather non-accent, come from? Well, 
I was actually born in Maine and grew up there for a few years um, of all places. Beautiful place, actually. I love Maine. Beautiful state. But we moved around all over. I lived in London, England, Canada, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York as a kid. Um, so it's it's kind of a mishmash, but mostly New England. And I, I lived in New England, uh, New Hampshire for six years as an adult undergrad and grad school at Dartmouth. And, um, you know, as an adult, I now live in New York, but um, I also live in California for a little bit. Um, and if, like I said, New Hampshire. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mishmash, but uh, I think it's your pretty standard uh, plain New England, let's say. New England without a New England accent. How's that? So where can listeners find out more about you? Where can they follow you? Where can they communicate with you? Well, I'm Dave Kopeck on Twitter, D-A-V-E-K-O-P-E-C. I'm Dave Com on GitHub. Um, you can check out my blog, observationalhazard.com. If you're interested in doing a consulting project with me, oaksnow.com, Oaksnow Consulting. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty accessible. Um, through any of those means. I'd love to hear from listeners. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And of course, everyone can catch us on our site, the site for our podcast, consult, consultpodcast.com. That's C-O-N-S-U-L-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com, consultpodcast.com, where we'll have show notes so you can find out more about our illustrious guests and more about the topics that we cover. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you listen in to this first episode of the Consult Podcast. A lot more to come. I'm super excited. Thanks for joining us.